See, your mind was created to call his name when you hit a wall. <laughs> I don't care what you're going through. He said every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Don't wait until the battle is over to shout. You need to shout now. You need to shout now. You need to shout while you're in the process. See, the victory is in the process. See, when the battle is over, that's not victory. That's celebrating time. And a lot of times we get victory and celebration confused. The victory comes when you can shout in the midst of process. The celebration comes when you reach promise. Oh, Rabando Rabba. Promise is not victory. Promise is celebration and rest. Victory is process and transition. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. See, when you obtain the victory of God, you understand that I'm not out of it, but I've already won the battle. So when I get to the end of the battle, and I'm still the last one standing. I'm getting ready to celebrate. That's when I do a parade. My God, my God. You need to shout now because God has given you the grace. He's given you the power. He's given you victory to overcome. Did you hear it? Joshua chapter number one. Theme scripture for this year says, have I not commanded you, verse number nine, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody needs to put this on Facebook right now. I just heard the Lord. Put your, put your Facebook on and, and just go live and, and let this be recorded. I don't know who this is for today. But let's be obedient. Somebody avail their phone and use it. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse number 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, this is where we're going to settle today, pass through the midst of the camp. And command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you are to cross this Jordan. To go in to the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. I want to say it again. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying prepare provisions my God for yourself for within three days you are to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it I want to read it one more time I want you to think about where you are right now, what you're going through right now. This is the year of transition. And the Lord has sent us a command. He's talking to Joshua. He's given Joshua all of the instruction. And now Joshua 
now makes the connection of God's promise with the people. And Joshua commands the officers, saying to them, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you are to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. I just want somebody to say it's time to get your stuff in order. We've been in this series, you can take your seat, we've been in this series for about a month now and we've been talking about transition. That's our theme for the year, the year of transition and Everywhere I'm going, I'm hearing people talk about the book of Joshua. Talking to a pastor on yesterday, and he's teaching out of Joshua. And talking to a pastor over here, he's teaching on Joshua. And when you look at it, the entire book has everything to do with spiritual, natural transitions that are taking place. And so simply, I just want to be real quick here today, and I want to just give you some nuggets on what it's going to cost you. What it's going to cost you to get across this Jordan. It's going to cost you some things. Transition is not something that just allows you to gain, but you're going to lose some things in the midst of transition. You're going to leave some stuff behind. <laughs> you're going to disconnect from some things that you cannot take with you into this next place but I need you to understand that you can't stay here I need you to understand that we cannot stay here I, I want you to point at yourself and say I, I can't stay here I, I, I've got to do some things in my life and so when we look at this text here again we, we settled this and we gave you the foundation of it uh, as he talked to Joshua about being strong and courageous and not being at a place where he was trembling and dismayed and remember the statues and the commands. This had everything to do with Joshua's spiritual relationship with God. He was allowing Joshua to create a spiritual foundation that was needed for Joshua to lead this group of people. Understanding that this was a military, Joshua was a warrior, he was a fighter. But to get to the next place, God now has to speak to the people. He has to speak to the leaders, and then he has to speak to the people. He commands Joshua to speak to the officers. And the officers now are commanded to do what? To pass through the camp. If we're going to transition the right way, number one, we've got to be prepared and we've got to be postured to pass through the midst. He told Joshua, he, he, says, he says, I need you to tell the people to pass through the midst of the camp. When we look at that word, pass through, it's, it's not just something that you're passing through. I want you to take a, a visual optic of this. Pass through the camp. They were camped out. The tents were up. They were comfortable. This had become their home. 
It had become their resting place. It became a place where they were just comfortable and they were familiar. Joshua commands the officers to pass through the camp. Pass through the midst of the camp and and make an examination of what is needed in your life. When you're passing through something, you're making observations. When you're passing through something, you're looking around. When you're passing through this moment, he he says to to pass through and look around and see what you have in your midst. What do I have in my midst? I've got some people that need to get to the other side. I've got some things in my life that need to get to the other side. I've got vision. I've got destiny. I've got people who are responsible, who I'm going to be responsible for. Passing through the midst. When you pass through this time, don't just pass through and ignore what's in your midst. You got to look around. You got to take some time and, and look around and, and look around and look around and look around. What's in your midst that you've been ignoring and you're trying to ignore? Number two, you've got to prepare provision. Provision. Meaning, That as you pass through, you cannot ignore the provision that God has already given you to sustain you as you take this next journey. Say, I ain't broke. Say, I ain't broke. I ain't bankrupt. I ain't desperate. Provision is substance. Provision is material thing. Provision can represent monetary things. It it, it can represent food. It can represent everything that you need. As you pass through the midst, prepare provision. Prepare provisions. Did did, did y'all hear it? It didn't say prepare provision, provisions. Prepare everything that you need in your life that is going to sustain you for this next transition in your life. Don't travel light this time. You need to pack all of the stuff that you're going to need to sustain you. Did you hear it? The things that you will need to sustain you. Don't travel empty. Don't travel so light that before you get to the end of the journey, you're broke. You're discombobulated. You're hungry. You're starving. You're dry. Prepare to cross over. Did you hear it? Prepare your provisions to cross over. Before you get through this process, number one, you've got to pass through the midst. You've got to pass through some stuff in your life that you've been fighting with. You've got to pass through some mentalities. You've got to pass through some broken things. You've got to pass through and begin to prepare your provisions because you're not empty. Hmm. You're not sitting on broke. But as you pass through, you've got to be prepared to cross over. You're not just preparing 
to stay there. You're preparing to get up and cross over. Put that back up if you can. You're preparing to cross over. What are you crossing over? You're crossing over into a next place. Changing your place will dictate your next opportunity of success. If you never get to the place to where you're able to pass through and look around at your situation and begin to say, why the heck am I still sitting here? I wish I could have, you know, really said what I wanted to say, but I want to make my wife mad today. Oh, you said, why the hell am I still sitting here? Say it. See, that's why you're still sitting there, because you won't get indignant with your position. Why the heck am I still sitting here? Am I just going to die right here? I didn't came. I've been sitting here for 40 years. Why the heck? He made a promise to my mama. He made a promise to my daddy. He made a promise to auntie. And I'm still sitting here whining. I'm still sitting here being comfortable. I'm still sitting here. And I don't even understand that I've got the power. I've already got all the things that I need to cross over. But you won't take the opportunity to change your position. You can't sit anymore. You got to get up. You got to walk this thing out. Here it is. We prayed and we fasted and we've consecrated for 21 days. Now you got to get up and now you got to make it happen. Now you got to look around and begin to say, all right, this is what I need to do. This is what I got. This is what I got. Now I'm going to prepare all of my provisions because it's time, it's time for me to cross over not walk into he said cross over it's easy to walk into something but it can become difficult when he says cross over what do i have to cross over oh, rabban, oh, rabban. come on now think about it. it it ain't just some little side street it ain't just some little crosswalk no you've got to cross over to the other side Ooh. Transition has everything to do with you crossing over into an unfamiliar territory that belongs to you. A familiar place that was promised to your generations eons ago. Why are you still sitting here? Why? Do you just want to sit at the gate and die? Why do you just want to sit here and complain? Why do you just want to sit here and make it happen right here? It was never supposed to happen right here. It was supposed to happen over there. Your right here has expired. Get somebody and say, my right here moment has expired. I need to reach my right there moment see your right here moment has expired he he's saying to joshua i need you to tell the people and i need you to tell them that their moment has expired and it's time for them to prepare to cross over with in three days oh here we go i heard three days again i heard it i heard it did i heard it i heard it like that they said three days i was gonna get this three days i was gonna get this guess what it's not about the three days. Guess what it's about? It's about you getting up and crossing over. 
See, we harp on three days. Those three days might be three years. They might be three minutes. They might be three months. But the point of it is, at the end of whatever the three means to you, you crossed over. The problem is you're looking at three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It don't happen on Tuesday. You get up Wednesday and be like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to sit right back here. No, 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 no. Prepare to cross over within. Ah, somebody look at that. Within. The within says to you, within three days. It may happen within three days. It didn't say prepare to cross over for three days. Because three days, I guarantee you, it's going to happen within, within 72 hours. Oh, y'all heard, y'all heard the customer service say that. Within, within, within 15 minutes, will you turn your cell phone back on? Within this moment of time, whatever you need to happen can happen within the 72 hours. But guess what? We're looking with, the, with that within to happen within the first five minutes. They said within 72 hours. It's only been 10 minutes. Oh, we all guilty of it. We all guilty of it. We're all guilty of wanting the within to happen right now because the 72 hours in our mind seems too long. It seems too long. Why do I have to wait 72 hours? That's the way we got the system set up. We got the system set that within 24 hours we're going to return your call. Oh, y'all familiar with it? Within this amount of time, it's when it's going to happen. And immediately you become anxious for it to happen. The peace of God is going to lead you within three days. You will cross over. But are you prepared to cross over within three days? Be prepared to cross over over y'all did, did y'all catch it within three days be prepared to cross over that means that within three days you need to have your stuff together that means within this time you need to be ready to cross over the three days had everything to do with their preparation <laughs> See, a lot of times we're looking for, for the thing to come to pass, but within three days, I, I need you to be prepared to cross over. That means that at the end of this process, are you ready to cross over or are you still going to be packing? Are you still going to be sitting there? Are you still going to be waiting? I don't need you to wait. I need you to get up. I need you to pass through. And I need you to prepare provisions. For within three days, you will cross this Jordan. Within three days, in the place of your preparation, you will cross over within three days. But you got to prepare something. You got to prepare to take something with you. You've got to prepare to pack up your tent. You've got to prepare your family. You've got to prepare your mind. You've got to prepare your heart. You've got to prepare your soul. You've got to prepare some relationships that you're ready to say, 
I'm ready to leave. And I'm not going to stay here no more. Because this baby relationship ain't doing nothing for me. And I got to go. And I got three days to get my stuff and get out of here. I got three days to get out of here because I'm not getting ready to sit here and be sick all the days of my life. I, I got three days to get out of here. I'm getting ready to sit here and be broke all the days of my life. I, I got three days to prepare to cross over to my promise because I'm ready to rest in the grace of God. I'm ready to do something that's going to change a generation in my life. I cannot sit here and just take it anymore. I got three days so I ain't got no time to waste. You better get your stuff in order because you don't know when the three days moment is going to end in your life. And he says, cross over. But I got to go back and get mama. I said, cross over. But I got to go back and get, I said, cross over. And you can't go back because there's too much stuff and there's too many other people behind you. And you can't go back through all of that other stuff that you didn't passed over and that you didn't look, you should have taken advantage of the time that God had given you. He gave you 21 days. He gave you 21 days to think about how you were going to cross over. I'm coming right to your house today. He gave you, he gave you all this time. Not only do you pass through, not only do you prepare provisions. But then when you cross over, he says, you've got to be ready, postured, and positioned to possess. <sighs> we want what God has for us. But a lot of times we won't possess it. I thought about it and I looked up the two words. Possess and inheritance is two different things. Inheritance is something that belongs to you. Inheritance is something that was given to you by way of promise, by way of transference, generational transference. But how many of us have been given an inheritance that we've never possessed? He made a promise to Abraham that his seed would possess the land of promise. But guess what? He gave the inheritance to Abraham. Abraham now gives the inheritance to the children of Israel. They have the inheritance, but they have an issue of possessing the inheritance. When you transition this time, don't forget that you must possess what God is giving you. Come on, let's look at it. Let's look at it. It, it says to go in to possess. I'm not going there to sit there and look around. I'm not crossing the Jordan just to get over there and, and throw it in somebody's face. Yeah, I made it and, and God's been on my side. No, 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 no. You little earth creature, you going there because God wants you to possess. God wants you to put it in your hands. God wants you to take it and make it yours. When you possess something, you walk in and you take it over. You gain control. You own it. You dispel all of the enemies that should not be there. A lot of times we get excited over the prophetic word and you get the prophetic word, but you never possess the promise. 
And so, months down the road, you're back in the same position. You crossed over, you went in, but you never possessed the land. <laughs> you never made it yours. You never changed the address on it. You didn't change the decor. You didn't make the grass look like it's your yard. You still making it look like it's somebody else's. He says, I need you to possess. And let me give it to you. He, he says right here, he says, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your, 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 your God is giving you, my God. He's giving it to you. He, 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 he's giving it to you. I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this word. But you won't take it. Because you said it ain't working. It ain't working because you won't take it. Your promise ain't working because you won't take it. I'm giving it to you. It's right here in your face. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you, but you won't take it. I'm giving it to you. Come get it. 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 I'm giving it to you. Come get it. Come, come get it. Come get it. Come get it. But you're still sitting there in the same place talking about, God, I need you. And God, you're faithful. Heck no. I've been faithful. I told you to get your lazy tail up and come get what I'm giving you. Possess. Put it in your hand. If you never get it, he's giving it to you. I've given you life. I've given you strength. I've given you the courage. I've given you the faith. Now, why won't you take it? Why won't you take it? Why won't you take what God has given you? Why do you keep asking him to give you more when you won't possess the more than enough? See, the possession that he's giving you is more than enough. Well, you'll never have to ask again. I got so much stuff that I can't hold it myself. You've got to get your stuff in order. Come on now. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. But guess what? Before I give it to you, before I give it to you, I'm going to take you around the bush. Before you get it, you're going to go through some stuff. Before you get it, you're going to lose some stuff. Before you get it, somebody's going to get theirs before you get yours. Before you get there, somebody's going to be standing there before you get there. Before you get your inheritance, before you possess it, I'm going to take you on a journey that will change your life, that's going to teach you how to trust me, that's going to teach you how to be strong and courageous, that's going to teach you how to not tremble and be dismayed. It's going to teach you how to live off of my commandments. It's going to teach you how to trust me all the days of your life. 
Don't be settled on a number. Be settled on the fact that God made a promise. That God made a promise. As I close here, I want to go down to the ending of this chapter in Joshua. Come on, I want you to, I want you to go down. Because constantly through this scripture, he reminds Joshua almost six or seven times, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Why is he reminding you? It's called, it's called repetition. When you see that as you read the scripture, and if, and if you keep seeing a phrase that's repeated over and over, it's called repetition. It's a form that causes you to be reminded because God is sensing that you may lose hope. I am the Lord your God. 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 He reminds them. And at the end of this chapter, verse number 17, verse number 16, no, verse number 15, until the Lord gives you your brother's rest, as he gives you, and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you, then you shall return to the land and possess that which Moses the servant to the Lord gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And here's what the people did. And they answered Joshua saying, all that you have commanded us we will do. And wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obey Moses in all things, so will we obey you. May the Lord your God, there it is again, be with you as he was with Moses. Guess what? There comes a time when the people of God put their trust, and I'm getting ready to just jack up a whole myth here that, that angry church people say. There comes a time when the saints get so much confidence in their leader, in their leader that they turn around and tell their leader, everything you tell us to do, we're getting ready to do. And just as God was with your father before you started this church, he's going to be with you, Pastor G. And we're getting ready to obey the commands that God has given you for us to possess our promise. But the myth of angry church people says, don't be trusting no man. And don't, don't be putting you in trust in no preacher because the preacher going to do this. And the, preacher, the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. Say it out of your mouth. The, your pastor has the greatest opportunity to lead you into a promise that nobody else can. Why? Because a pastor that knows how to hear the voice of God can empower you to do some great things in your life. And when great things start happening, you turn around and say, my God, pastor, I'm going to do that again. Everything you tell me, I'm going to do. Why? Because I understand it's going to work for my favor. The benefit of you sitting in a one-hour service is not to benefit me, it's to benefit you. You coming back benefits me that I'm hearing the voice of God and I'm seeing change happen in your life.